Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Bill Lightingale. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. It's a beautiful day out there. Yes, it? it is. I can't believe it's June already, but it is what it is. Hey, everybody, this is a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be, anything in the automobile world, whatever it, what you want to talk about, and you get a great price package value, over 130 bucks for each and every call. The only show I know you get paid to call in on, Josh, as always, what's in that package? Uh, so we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mount Hamilton Ford. While, while we're performing that, we're also going to com uh, complete a multi-point inspection on that vehicle, making sure that it's uh, ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. Check over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on the vehicle. Uh, you'll also get uh, $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer, as well as a VG products package, which is going to consist of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, uh, and then a can of CFI for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, let's get the phones. We're getting 316-462-3673. Love to answer your questions, give you this great price package, and who knows, might even diagnosis out of the situation also too, you know. Anyway, Josh, you went to a wedding last weekend, and uh, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. been a been a couple weeks uh, since we've been together here. So I was gone the week before that, and, yeah. and stuff too. But uh, last weekend we were out bar to bar and had some had uh, Jeff and Kevin and uh, Scott and all those guys on. Of course, uh, Bruce Richardson from Bar to Bar was on the show with me. I had a great show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, learned good. a lot about motocross that I did not know a lot about too. But you yeah. know what? I need four wheels. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I like to ski, snow ski. Oh, yeah. Uh, and years ago, the way I skied then versus the way I ski now, I got to ski. Like, different. I got to ski like I got to go to work on Monday now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just envision the, the motocross kind of being the same thing. And uh, not, not to say that I guess I'm getting older or old, but uh, it just but, hurts a little more. And yeah, it hurts a little longer. It looks like a lot of fun. And uh, I just know that uh, getting on one of those things, Every lap, I'd want to go a little faster and a little yeah, faster yeah, yeah. and a little faster. And then uh, inevitably, something's going to break. Uh -huh. Yeah. And it would be me, not, yeah. the, not the bike. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, had a good time with the guys out of Border Bar and uh, excited for different things we have going on out there at Border Bar this year throughout the season and stuff, too. So, anyway, Josh, we've got a great event coming up this Friday. Yeah, we do. Out of Kansas International Dragway. It's our second annual Beat the Heat. And uh, some new exciting stuff is last year, getting started, getting ready to go. I get some of the fears and all the different things and stuff. And of course, we're running, we're racing the quarter mile. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got this idea. Nick Roberts was in uh, Denver and saw this event go down out there. They've been doing it for 19 years. Oh, wow. And they do it as a weekly event. Really? That's how good it is for yeah. them and everything else, too. So we're growing it into something bigger and better each and every year we do it. It's our second annual. And uh, last year, the city manager would only let them do three rounds of, of races. Yeah. This year, 10. So it's gonna, an improvement. Yes, it is. Uh, and Officer Paul Cruz is going to have a little different game on this year. Yeah. Too. So just get ready for that, too. We uh, we went out and cut a spot yesterday out of Kansas International Dragway for the for the event next Friday. Uh-huh. And uh, we got kind of prepared and got Officer Cruz's. Um, 
got him a little bit better behind the wheel of the car. And uh, it's going to be interesting with us, but all these other guys will be out there too and stuff from that part. We're going to have uh, the uh, sheriff's department is also going to be there. Yeah. Uh, we've invited all the local community police departments to come out and join in. And if you don't want to race, just bring your cars and come out. And it's, it's a great community involvement. Uh, so many fun things that go on there and stuff too. Uh, but so 10 races from the Wichita police department, not sure what the state, uh, what the sheriff's department is going to do. Uh, but as you all know, no one knows how to throw a party or event like no yeah. Ford. Police yeah. will have all kinds of prizes and gifts and giveaways and stuff like that too. So all you got to do is come over to our, our race trailer and register up and then we'll start drawing names of who's going to be the lucky ones to try to beat the heat. You know, I was uh, involved in the, the drawing side of that last year with the, the group of officers around and it was always, uh, you know, I'd draw a name and then yeah. call them up on the phone and the very first thing they want to know is, hey, what, what are you racing? <laughs> what do you got <laughs> from that side of things? And then after they found out uh, what they got, then it was a matter of, okay, well now who's going to race him? <laughs> so, um, but very, very interesting. I think there was a, a Mini Cooper. Uh, I remember one of them, and uh, yeah. the, the guy's like, "Oh, I think I can take a Mini Cooper." And while well, he pulls up there, and it's the turbo version <laughs> and everything like that. So, yeah, well, look, look, be deceiving, or could be deceiving out there for sure. Yeah. So, hey, hey, good morning, Delbert. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for joining the show. In, uh, but yeah, next Friday night, uh, uh, gates open at six o'clock. Uh, racing will start at seven. And yes, last year we had. A little bit of a gate issue getting in, but we've worked yeah. on that. We've got some huge improvements there on that part to get everybody in and get going. Uh, so it's going to be a lot better situation. But you don't want to miss the second annual Beat the Heat out of Kansas International Dragway this Friday coming up. And uh, it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting and everything else, too, to see if maybe this – because the last time, last year, the, the hate say, but the, the but everybody lost. Everybody, well, on the, on the police side. side of it. They all lost. Yeah. So. But anyway, there's an exciting thing that uh, Officer Paul Cruz has uh, got a little had a little hot rod, <laughs> so it might be interesting this time around. From that part, that's what you call a ringer, is what. That's yeah, kind of what that is. <laughs> so anyway, yesterday, like I said, we went out there and we cut the spot and stuff, and then uh, we got Officer Cruz behind the wheel and of uh, uh, the hot rod and everything else like that, and let him go down the track, give himself pointers and stuff. So. It'll be interesting to see if anybody can uh, beat him. There we go. Guess me see who gets the draw and all that yeah. kind of stuff too. Yeah. But anyway, if you don't want to race, don't want to be that, you want to come out and have a great event. Spectators, come on out. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. The other thing we're going to have, Josh, is the uh, we're going to take one of our golf carts out there, and they're going to stick off a 25-yard area, I think what they said, and they're going to put the drunk goggles on you. Oh, very So it cool. can act like what you feel like when you're impaired to drive. Yeah. So we have that out there too. So I, I hate to tell you, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I know what that's like. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it's it's going to be fun out there. So come out to. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that uh, going on out there, but it's not just race the police. All the other convention guys out there racing. Some beautiful hot rods will be out there and stuff too. But uh, don't want to miss out. Get over to our tent. Get registered up. And. Uh, Make it happen. Yeah, that's going to be a very fun event for sure. So, yeah. So, don't miss the Beat to Heat second annual event next Friday. Gates open at six, races start at seven. And I think you're going to have all kinds of food trucks and stuff like that out there too. So, it'll be fun and time to Kansas International Dragway next Friday. Okay, Josh, uh, what's next on our agenda here to uh, discuss? Gilbert Alt, don't forget to promote the car rentals. Yes. Uh, 
you know, that's the other thing is that's big Especially corn. this time of year, for sure. Yeah, I went out, I, I finally broke down and bought some more cars to put in there and uh, in our rental fleet, because normally we got about 150, and I think, Josh, what are we down to? I think we're down to 70, I think, yeah. because of the situation stuff, too, and it's just the, the crazy time that we're in with the, uh, with the automobiles and stuff like that, too. But uh, Ford was here this week and talked to me about different things and stuff that's coming. And uh, the ship thing isn't getting much better. It's going to be a little while for it does get better and everything else from that part. We just got to bear with it and keep digging as best we can and uh, take care of everybody as best we can. And, uh, you know, I get it. There's a lot of customers that want their vehicles and can't get them. And I've talked to a lot of them myself this week. Trust me, I want you to have your vehicles, but I just can't just go get them. I've got vehicles stuck in Michigan. I've got vehicles stuck in Kansas City. And I begged and begged and begged for me just to go get them. Uh, they won't let us. Yeah. I'm sure they're worried about the liability side of it, all that kind of different things and stuff too. Who knows all the legalities that goes into picking those cars up where they're at and that sort of thing too. But uh, it is a crazy time in the automobile world. That it is, you know, and I think, uh, <clears throat> so I'm not as up, I guess, on the sales side of things, but I really do feel from talking from, uh, you know, uh, like people in the industry and other manufacturers uh, from that side of things, on the, on the part side of things, I really feel like Ford is... Um, we're, we're struggling on parts, but I really do feel like we're a lot better off than a lot of other manufacturers. I mean, I've got uh, guys and other manufacturers that are having uh, a hard time just getting maintenance items, you know, wiper blades, brake pads, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. And there are uh, a few, very, very few instances, oil filters, you know, to not get an oil filter uh, of mm. your manufacturer, that's, that's saying a lot, you know, and, uh, there are very few instances where those maintenance related items that we run into uh, that, that, you know, there's a, a low shortage on, uh, but then it seems like it's pretty quickly resolved uh, once yeah. we get to that, once we get to that spot. So, you know, you just got to think about the, the world of the manufacturing was shut down. Mm -hmm. Say it was a year or whatever. Now to then to go back and know that we were using some of those products, but some of them weren't, I guess, you know, from that part. But just to try to get ramped back up again and get things going and try to get the supply chain back full again. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge, huge, when we say trickle down effect, it's a huge trickle down effect of what this has done and everything else, too, from that part to, to get these vehicles and stuff. And things are just taking longer than, than I expected. Yeah. Put it that way. Longer than normal for sure. Exactly. So, hey, we got a caller coming in the show here. 316-462-3673. Hey, anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world you want to talk about, you get a great price package, about over 130 bucks for each and every vic, uh, each and every caller. And basically, like Josh always says, it's just to get your vehicle tuned up and ready to go for the next 5,000 miles. We used to do that every 200. Now we're doing it every 5,000. Yeah. So. <laughs> Isn't that something? So anyway, we'll get... Uh, uh, Dick on the phone here in just a minute, but anyway, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you and love to give away the great price package and everything else that we do here for each and every caller. And uh, coming through yet? Uh, not quite yet, but we'll, we'll get him patched through here. Now he's on. Uh, Dick, you're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Good morning. Okay. 
So I do believe that you're on to something with the uh, anti-theft uh, portion of that. Um, and so um, with that light on solid, so basically it will start, but then turns right around and dies. Is that correct? Is that the, uh, the gauge, the fuel gauge, never activates when you turn the key on? Um, I'm guessing, I mean, we really don't hear a fuel pump, but I don't know uh, if we'd be able to hear that or not. Yeah, so that, um, uh, yeah, that, uh, that anti-theft, it does uh, deactivate the, the fuel and the ignition on that thing. Uh, so basically there's, a, in that vehicle, there's a, a little pellet transceiver in the ignition cylinder uh, of the vehicle and then there's also one on the housing and when those two align they have to read the same values and then it sends the signal down to the bcm and says hey uh everything is in agreement here um you're good to go ahead and start the car and so is this something that kind of happened uh over time uh like it would uh, Actually, it happened overnight yeah just all of a sudden and, quit. Uh, yeah and in so she knew that um, the key tumbler was um, loose, uh, and that's where the key, um, you know, you're talking about the, uh, the, the key and the tumbler has to match up. Yeah. And so um, we replaced that with a new one, and that did not make any difference. So then um, I dropped the BCM from under the uh, glove box. And maybe I should have told you this at the beginning, but uh, water starts dripping out of the BCM. So uh, I don't think that's a good sign for electronics. Yeah. And so we're guessing that what happened was after that hit torrential rain on Tuesday, uh, some water leaked into that area and got, got uh, it wet. Yeah. Probably killed the DCM. So uh, a couple of things. Yeah. Obviously any type of water out of an electronic is not, uh, is not a good thing. Uh, but then the other thing, if you replace the, uh, ignition, uh, cylinder lock cylinder, uh, after you do that, it actually has to be, the security system has to be reprogrammed um, because there may be a different value in that new cylinder than what the BCM would be looking for. Um, and so what, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to throw a diagnostic onto your package. Uh, we'll take a look at that thing at no charge to you and uh, figure out exactly what's, uh, what's going on with it. Hopefully, um, you know, it's a matter of reprogramming uh, or doing a, a theft learn uh, on it. Um, but then also, we need to address the, the water in the BCM. So <coughs> we need to address the water, but yeah. we still need to figure out where how it got well, to the BCM. How the water got there. So, yeah, but I'm sure he's going to so, need a BCM for sure. And then a reprogram with that key to match the new cylinder to match to the BCM. But when you. Uh, so, uh, out of curiosity, uh, if I got a BCM, uh, 
a, a working BCM from the salvage yard, and the BCM was the issue. Would the car at least start without reprogramming the BCM? No. Right now, it won't start. Yeah. The the odds of finding one that uh, would be the the same uh, configuration as what you have, uh, and by configuration, I mean the the theft deterrent side of it, having all the same parameters uh, in both BCMs would be very, very slim. Uh, so I, I would say no, uh, that it would not work without uh, being programmed. And then again, the, the theft deterrent side of it being programmed uh, as well. So, but uh, like Phil said, you know, we need to, we need to address the, the theft deterrent, the water, uh in the bcm but then also where the water came from because you know it shouldn't uh regardless of how much rain shouldn't shouldn't be getting into it so yeah i didn't think that was a good idea (laughs) (laughs) so um uh like if we could get it towed um could we uh drop it off of the dealership like today yeah yeah, get it up here, and uh, we'll we'll get it in and take a look at it and see see what's going on with it uh, for sure. Love to help you and get that thing right, for you again. So, all right, I know, right? I <laughs> really appreciate you taking uh, our call here, and uh, we'll see about getting it over there. Get her towed over here, and we'll get a look at it for you and see if we figure out for you, buddy. Okay. All right, then. Hey. Thanks, Phil. Thank Gosh. you, Dick. You bet. Have, have a good you, rest of the day. Thanks. Bye. Okay, a little technical difficulty. We got it all worked out there. Didn't yeah, I we? think. So uh, uh, sorry about that. You were unable to hear the. I mean, the Josh, call why are you not getting settings? Yeah, there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I got to double check my well, double check I, my work from time to time here. I so think that last Saturday when I set up over out there, I must have done something, but I never had a caller last Saturday. So well, we never yeah, so that's uh, probably yeah. why when we were out there at Bar to Bar and everything else too, I had a little technical difficulty there too last Saturday getting things set up. I was getting a little worried I was going to be. <laughs> I had Bruce out there announcing we we're going to be on the air and all that kind of stuff, and I wasn't getting on the air. <laughs> so, well, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Jason. Jason, apologize about the hold, but good morning. You're live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So, quick question: I have a 2015 Ford F-150, and when I go to lock it, it has automatic locks. Only three of the doors will lock, and the back door will not lock. What would be causing that? Well, about the more thing, the best thing I can, most common thing would be the, the the actual actuator in the door is what I think is probably not is malfunctioning stuff. Uh, but if you use the, any other switch in the truck, will it lock or is it ever it wisp out won't lock it if any switch or any of the remotes or anything? Yeah, or, we use the uh, inside of the truck it won't lock. When I use the pop, it won't lock. It'll lock the three other doors, so it just won't lock that one back door. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the actuator is probably bad, or you know, it could be that the connection come loose or something like that, or a broken wire. Uh, we do see, you know, where the wires go through the doors, and you open your door so many times, it can break a wire there yeah. too. But uh, I'll say 95%, it's going to be that actuator inside the door uh, that's malfunctioning and stuff too uh, from that part. But uh, I'd love to take a look at it for you, and just like the previous caller, I got a free diagnostic out of. We'd love to throw a free diagnostic on you too, and and bring that truck in we'll take a look at it at no charge and see what's going on but i would almost bank on you're going to need an actuator in that door so is that an easy fix for you guys to do it's not too bad at all yeah actuator uh yeah yeah it's not too terrible i mean you got to pull the the door panel off and and be able to get in there and everything but uh yeah for the 
for the most part, it's pretty simple repair in the big scheme of things of what yeah. we do around here, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate you taking my call, and I'll get that into you Let you guys look at it. All right. Give, Perfect. Us, give us a call, Jason. We'll take care of you, buddy, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have Thanks. a good weekend. Hey, you Thank too. You. Okay, got a few more callers coming in here. Let's get Denny coming through here in just a second. And uh, good morning, Jim Petty. How you doing? Delbert Alt, of course, is always on here coming through. Greg Murray, how are you doing this morning? So, uh, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And let's go to the phones and talk to Denny. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I have a question about a 2006 Ford Explorer that has about 172,000 miles on it, but it is starting to shift hard or kind of rather jerky. Okay. And it goes ahead and shifts, but it's like it's having a, a hard time shifting when it should. And I'm looking in there and I don't even see, is that a sealed unit? I don't even see a place to check the transmission fluid or any suggestions on what I'd do? Uh, so first of all, there is a, a place to check the fluid. It's actually just uh, on the on the side of the transmission. Uh, you know, why the manufacturers, uh, and I, I mean, I know I'm sure it's probably expense. Uh, Ford's not the only one that's done that. But in some scenarios, uh, they, there is no uh, dipstick on it as far as under the hood. Uh, but there is an actual place to check it under uh under the vehicle uh at the side of the transmission there's a little uh a plug uh in some cases they bolt in uh and in some cases you even have to have a, a tool to stick down in there to measure uh the transmission fluid so i don't know if it's in that specific model if it was just a space thing or cost cost savings or or whatever from that side but yeah there is a there is a way to check that transmission fluid uh that would obviously be the very first place that uh that you would want to start uh is by uh checking that uh, uh transmission fluid for sure um and then from there you know there's a lot of different things that are going to affect the shifting of the vehicle uh shift solenoids uh condition of fluids uh you know uh things like that that, that we would need to look at so so let's put a diagnostic on uh, Denny's package, too, where Denny will look at that Explorer for you and run some diagnostics through it. Check that fluid, of course, for sure for you. I know it's probably a pain for you to get underneath there and check that fluid and stuff, yeah. but we'll gladly check it and make sure that's what it is. Hope that's all it is. Maybe it's a little low on fluid uh, from that part. But then if it's not, then we can run some diagnostics for you, Denny, and kind of tell you what we think is going on, whether we got a shift cylinder happening there a little bit or uh, from that part or just what we kind of need. But we'll throw a diagnostic on there at uh, – no charge, Denny. All right. Hey, thanks so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, Denny. We'll get that package out to you, and uh, we'll get you scheduled in here, okay? All right. Thank you, now. Bye. Hey, thank you. All right. Got another caller coming through. This Dude. is kind of nice. Yeah. Anyway, let's get uh, Jordan coming through here in just a minute. Uh, Goose Lizzie, good morning. Uh, Julie Arnold, good morning. Got a few watchers on here this morning stuff, too, so thanks for watching. Listen, let's get the phones ringing. We've got them ringing pretty good so far. 316-462-3673. And uh, love to hear from you. Love to hear your questions. Love to anything happening in your car, or if you want to talk about new products, we got it. Uh, got a couple things to talk about here too. Josh, we get a break here on some new stuff from Ford that's coming. So uh, kind of exciting stuff too. So let's go to the phones and not quite not yet, quite. but they're coming. Getting close. 
it says Jordan. I kind of wonder if this is the Jordan. Could be. Could be. Could be an alias, too. Yeah, could be. <laughs> you know, he, he likes to go out and make all these names and rename people. You know that? Really? Jordan? Oh, yes, he does. Oh, I didn't know that. And I, I was thinking that we was driving home last night, and Jake and I were talking about the races, and we started talking about different things and stuff like that. We brought up one of the George's little funny names he makes up and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me. Has anyone give Jordan a name yet? I think uh, I think he hung up. He doesn't want to. Maybe since he heard what I was talking about, he got a little <laughs> nervous, got a little scared. That is that what happened to him? You I think? don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's not the same Jordan, but I bet yeah. it is. Something tells me that is the Jordan Whitehead. So, well, anyway, while we're waiting on Jordan, uh, a couple of things coming through. Uh, Bronco, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that too. Bronco stuff too, but our Lightning F-150 is in shipping. I'm gonna say, I doubt we'll see it next week, just because how hard shipping is right now and what we're fighting and stuff. But within two weeks, we'll have our first Lightning F-150, and I encourage everyone to come down and drive it. It's it's in our loaner program. Uh, it's gonna stay in there for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, first Bronco we got in the uh, loaner program. It's still here for people to come in and test drive and do different things. Same thing with the Lightning. It's going to stay in here for quite a while, so I encourage you all to come experiment with this truck, have fun with it, and just check out what it's going to be. Now, it is the entry-level truck called the Pro, uh, and so it's got the standard battery, not the extended length battery or anything else like that. So it's not going to have the highest uh, horsepower and torque of the extended range and everything else like that too but it is still cool to go drive and check it out and stuff too so you, i encourage you all to come and check out the new lightning within i'll say 10 to 14 days it'll be here on the lot is the best guess that i can tell you and that sort of thing of course we'll watch our facebook page for that too because we'll have it out there <clears throat> and that sort of stuff too when it gets here but uh that's what it's here for it's for everybody to come and take it and take it for a test drive and experience the all-electric F-150 called the Lightning. So You know, I think the biggest thing for me in that uh, all-electric deal, and so we have a Transit, uh, a couple of them, Two of them here, yeah. um, now, and I have drove those around, but just uh, there's something to be said about just popping the hood and there's nothing there. <laughs> like, kind of weird, know. isn't it? It's, uh, how does it move? Well, it's magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, this E-Transit, my experience so far with, I drove it one time and I had to go to Colwich mm -hmm. and I got in it and, uh, the range said 104 miles. Yeah. Now I should have figured out exactly how far it is to, from here to Colwich, but I'm going to guess it's 18 miles. I'm going to tell you, you can make it in 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <How about that? laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So it's 10 miles. Right, yeah. Josh? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I drove there. It's 30 miles from here to, from door to door for me. And Colwich is just a little uh, over halfway from the Haven side. So I'm going to say you're, 14, you're 13, about 12, 13 miles okay. from here to Colwich. So I drove, let's say I drove it 30 miles. And when I pulled in back into the dealership, my range was at, was at 92. So I burned up 12 miles to the gallon. I mean, 12 miles to the gallon. 12 <laughs> miles of electric. Got to get, got to spit that out correctly. So, What's happening there is as you brake, uh, it has regeneration in those brakes and it charges that battery back up. Uh, and so, and let me tell you, you can set that to different settings and stuff too, and how it does brake and everything else too. But if you get good at what you're doing, you can keep that range a long ways. Uh, the other day I gave it to a customer to borrow and they said, oh, this isn't going to work. It's only got a hundred. I think it just, 
it was still new and everything else. Like this was the second one. It'll, this isn't going to work for me. It's only 104 miles. I said, I, I got to go further than that. Da, 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 da. I said, just take it and try it. Just see what happens. So I, again, I don't know the exact miles he drove or whatever, but rolled back in with 50. <laughs> so <laughs> that regeneration of that thing is, is incredible. And I, yeah. when I drove the Mach-E's, I don't remember it being that drastic as it is with the transit van. So I think there's, there's got to be improvements. some improvements, but I think there's a whole different, I got to say, powertrain underneath that transit uh, from that part. But that braking thing, when you let off the brake, I mean, it's, it's boy, you can sure feel the breakdown or how it's shoving you down and what's generating them. Almost like a one pedal driving uh, yeah. from that uh, point of the point of it. You know, you're hardly on the brakes because as soon as you let off the gas, it's really. Uh, so if you want to come check out the e transit, it's here to drive too. Uh, we've got two of them right now. We got them in our parts department, using them all over town, running around doing different things with them stuff too. So if you want to come drive the e-transit, but again, the F-150 Lightning will be here within two weeks is what yeah. I'm going to guess. Cause I checked on it yesterday and it's in shipping and it's coming out of Michigan is where it's coming out of, uh, uh, can't wait to get that thing here to have some fun with it. It's almost a challenge to those guys to see who can, uh, get the best duration out of out of one of those transits over there for sure but it's uh they're i mean they're able to to use their whole day uh the the guy that stays local and runs around here in town and stuff he's able to use his whole day day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and get back to the store and get it up and recharged and ready to go for the next day so yep delbert the first one coming in is white uh it's a white lightning's what did i I, we didn't even get the choice to do anything for just said here's what you're getting and sent it to us. So, uh, how many of those uh, total you think we'll get on those courtesy ones? The courtesy one, just one. Oh, okay, just one. And then the other number we have is we have three. What we got for the first go around of the lightnings. Oh, uh, I'm hoping that uh, we get these three first three by the reservation number and get the rest of them coming through the loop, and that they're going to start building the 23s pretty early. I think uh, from that standpoint too, so you can see that. But anyway, it's going to be fun. Come out and check out the e-transit. Again, we got the Maverick still set in here that you can uh, come out and test drive. It's a hybrid. And we still got the full-size Bronco here, too, that you can come out and test drive that, too, to come have some fun with that. Uh, from that part, it's a lot of exciting things here to talk to come and test drive and have fun with. And I encourage anybody that wants to come out and take the e-transit, take the Lightning, take the Mach-E, I mean, uh, the uh, hybrid uh, Maverick. And uh, it's... It's amazing how much mileage you can get out of that Maverick. The first time I drove it, the thing had 18 miles on it. Me and Lisa took it to a lunch deal down Kellogg, came back, rolled in, pulled in the dealership, was 41 miles to the gallon. Now, Jake, my son, took that thing, and he, and he, you know, he did his, everything he could to get it. I don't remember the exact number, but he got over 60 miles to the gallon driving it to his house in Mays and back. Kind of crazy. Okay, I think we got a caller coming in over here. Good morning. You're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. What's up, guys? How are we doing today? Hey, good. Were you listening to the show just about two minutes before, ago? No, I was waiting on a hold with your girls up front so I could be on the show. Be the show. Be the be show. The show. <laughs> okay, so this is something, you know, last night Jake and I are driving home from the race. We're talking about racing and all that kind of stuff, and I don't know why your name popped up, but it did. And uh, we talk about how you you get all these nicknames for everybody. Yeah. Yep. But what I'm wondering, what is your nickname? 
Um, <laughs> I've had several over <laughs> the years. Say, I don't think What'd he gets say? to decide. I've had several over the years, but most notably, they call me the show pony. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> the show pony. Show pony. <laughs> Because I am a bit of a show pony. You know, I think Josh is correct, though. Someone else has to pick your name. You can't pick your own name, dude. That's a good point. If you guys give me one, I'll go with it. I mean, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's nice. <laughs> if it's what I want to be. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, I've always nicknamed people, and so is my dad. I got I got that from my dad, believe it or not. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know where it came from, but uh, it's just uh, something I've always done. It's true. Yeah, well, sucks. I said we were we were wondering what was going on there, um, or what was your what is your name that someone's given you? That's kind of where we were kind of rolling down the road, wanting to know. Show pony. Yeah, I don't. Really, no one's no one's really given me a nickname. When I raced, they always called me Eight Dub. But that was just a play on my my number because my number was eight W. So, so not even, I mean that's the closest thing I've ever had to a nickname is they called me eight dub. But that's not even really that creative. It was just that was just my number eight W. Yeah. So. Well, I think we're gonna I go. To, I think we're gonna go to work on a new nickname. I like that. As long as I mean, you know, run it past me. Let me. I mean, I'm need, no, I'm gonna need to no, it, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no. No, I don't think that's how we're going to run past you. Get your approval? <laughs> nah. I mean, like your nickname, the Ham Slamwich. I don't know. I don't know how I came up with that. I just seen you, and I'm like, that's the Ham Slamwich. <laughs> so, uh, you're kind of funny. So, what's happened this morning, buddy? Not much. Not much. I just want to tell you guys a little insight, you know, for your show here. So, I drive a Ford with the with the five four triton gas motor and as many people that have that know that you know you're constantly it's a really good motor but you're constantly changing coil packs on that thing um and and it's something i've struggled with well i called josh earlier or a couple weeks ago and said hey you know i'm tired of changing these things out all the time and he said well the aftermarket ones don't always interface with the ecm and that's why you keep popping them Spend the extra money and put motocrafts in it, and you should, and it'll fix it for good. And so that's what I did, and it truly has seemed to do that. It runs better, it runs smoother, and I haven't had any issues. Um, so I think that the take here is sometimes it's better to spend the money and get get the right part uh, and just fix it once right, and, and instead of continually putting aftermarket parts in it that don't necessarily interface or, or link up. Yeah, you know, you're exactly correct on that. You pay, you get what you pay for from that standpoint. But again, with all these electronics and stuff out there to work together with the computers and all the modules and things that are going on, uh, you know, it's it's another example I had with a customer calling me because he was getting some error codes coming up on his dash uh, of the truck of, uh, of some of the blind spot monitorings and all that kind of thing. And and he lived out of town. It's going to take a couple of days to get here to me. And uh, finally got it here. But on the way here, all of a sudden, his AC quit working. His radio quit working. Uh, the cruise control quit working. 
And what it boiled down to is he had cracked his taillight. It set out on all those reins, and it filled that taillight full of water. That taillight was shorted out because that's where the blind spot monitoring and all that stuff's in there. Then that started shutting down all those other modules because they just didn't know how to communicate and do all that kind of thing. And that's where it's going to get tougher and tougher with the aftermarket world trying to keep up with some of these parts is being able to talk to all these computers and do all those things like that from that standpoint. And it drives me crazy to hear these ads out there to, to come in and this get me let's read your code and we'll sell you a part for what that code describes uh, from that part. But uh, again, quality parts is, is right. Jordan, I'd hate to guess how many of those co other coil packs you've put on and you could have put one on and went down the road and been fine. Yeah. I, I, it's a bunch, it's a bunch. And like I said, that's when Josh told me that he's like, he said that they learned that in a class that there was a, a Ford class or somewhere. He said, or maybe it was an email or something, but basically it said that those aftermarket ones don't always interface with the ACM, um, with the computer. And, and so they don't work essentially. And I'm like, what, then why is it on their shelf? <laughs> but, but that being said, I mean, you know, just there's a lot of stuff out there, but do your homework before you buy something and buy the right part and buy it once. That's, that's the take here. And that's the lesson I've learned from this. Yeah. So the, the reason on the, that's on their shelf is because that same part fits probably seven or eight or 12 yes. different applications and so well it kind of works sell it you know uh from that side <laughs> right. um oh yes you know. this will work this will bolt on to this particular part number so put this in the catalog too that it'll fit this car yeah just as long yeah. as it bolts on and goes it's okay it's kind of like brake yeah. parts well, too, I'm the same way. On from now on. <laughs> yeah so. i get it I get it a hundred percent. So well, anyway, Jordan, we're going to, uh, I'm not sure who all I'm going to get in this group, but I'm going to get a group <laughs> together because it's time for a nickname and show pony. Like I a focus I, group? Yeah. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> you know, cause I, I, what I'm, I'm thinking maybe show pony. That's your, you named yourself the show pony. No, I didn't name myself that. I said to you, Phil, I feel like a show pony. And you said, that's your new nickname. That's out right now. Uh, so we're going to get this. dressed all nice and fancy. We're going to get this. And everyone was telling me how sharp I looked. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's it. when I said to you. Yeah, we had, when Phil, you rolled, when, like when we rolled you in here, when you rolled in here that day, I, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you cleaned up a little better than you always have there. I can tell you that. Show pony. Yeah. And I think you did that. Yeah, I think you brought so. that name up yourself. I, I said I felt like a show pony because I did. I did feel like a yeah, show pony. I get it. But we're going to, Jordan, we're going to we're gonna get this focus group together. And I already, I already got a list of names <laughs> I'm thinking about putting in that focus group, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. I mean, I'm, obviously you're talking about me, so that's got to be a good thing. But let's, uh, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, All right. You guys have a have a wonderful Saturday. You too, Jordan. Thanks for the call, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Uh, bye. All right, 316-462-3673. Had some great callers here this morning. Love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be, 316-462-3673. That number comes right to our front desk. Let them know that you want to be passionate of the podcast, and they'll text us up, and we'll get you on the show and get you this great price package. About over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Okay, Josh, uh, see, we talked about the Lightning, talked about the Bronco still here, the Maverick. Uh, the Bronco Raptor, our first one, is getting built pretty quick, so it'll be exciting to have that here, too, uh, from that part. And 
had a new expedition here the other day you know those things uh they've they've revamped those a little bit on the interior side of them and uh kind of match the the new uh pickups yep Yep. uh as well so hadn't really those uh they kind of come in and go right back out so i hadn't really had a whole lot of chance to yeah the the expeditions i think we've now had four for the year Uh uh-huh and uh, the longest one i think sat here four hours yeah yeah Uh, it's all the longer it sat here and stuff like that too and uh it's kind of crazy right now. Most everything that's rolling in off the truck is sold. Like yesterday, we got five in, and four of the five were sold already uh, for that part. So I'm just telling you that if you're interested in something, the most of the order banks are closed to even order right now. But uh, I did get a new list of things coming up uh, real quickly. The transit van has been opened up for 23. Uh, F-150 is coming around right on a corner. Uh, and uh, that's where they don't have that list in front of me to go through all the dates and everything else, too, from that part. But they're coming. Anyway, good morning, James Furman. Hey, Rex, got uh, back on again this morning. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of things happening there. Uh, the other thing is uh, I'm still waiting. I haven't got confirmation. I keep seeing all these spy shots of the Raptor R, which is going to put that GT500 motor in it. It's uh, not quite as many horsepowers as a GT500, uh, what I'm being told. But who knows? I'm not sure when we're going to get them. How many we're going to get? I'm sure it's going to be a limited number of of those things. But Josh, they finally announced the name of the Raptor R. Oh, really? Yeah. And well, somebody did something before to try to, you know, the Raptor's kind of been it's been the king of the king of that of that market sh- of that type of market. Yeah. Someone came to market with a dinosaur. Oh, there you go. Yep. With the Raptor in its mouth. Well, Ford's decided, you know what? We we're coming out with the Raptor R and it's the coronavirus. It's going <laughs> to eat the dinosaurs. And it is going to eat that dinosaur up. So, you know when you get cocky and you put yourself out there like that, you better be ready to be bit. <laughs> and they're going to get bit. So, I hope the thing comes here pretty quick and stuff like that too. I was still just telling everybody that I didn't think the Raptor R was ever going to happen because I was hearing nothing about it whatsoever. Yeah. I do think it's coming. I think it's going to be a very very limited production. Uh, truck uh, from that standpoint because heck I can't even get the Raptors I need for the sold orders I got out there right now yeah. too stuff so I can't get the F-150s that we've got for sold orders from that standpoint so I think it's going to be a very very limited production truck I do think it's probably is going to be a 22 the first one or two oh, or really? three whatever we yeah. do get yeah I do right now at this point but again we'll try to see what happens on that standpoint too from that part so anyway the first Bronco Raptor. Uh, I've asked the guy if he would let me leave it here with us, where we could show it off yeah. a little bit. Not sure that's going to happen, and I get that. If I had one, I would probably wouldn't want to show it off either. So, uh, different things. Saying uh, <clears throat> anyway, Delbert Art tried to order a Motorcraft air filter from O'Reilly's. Came back three days later saying it's not available. What's happening there, Delbert, is with the supply chain and all that kind of stuff. These uh, aftermarket parts houses, Fords and GM and AC Delco, they're not supplying those parts houses with those men because they need to get them to the dealerships yep. where the where the real parts are being sold. And uh, from that part too, so the uh, I get it, but you know what? Me working at a Ford store, I don't want those Motorcraft parts being sold in an O'Reilly's. I just don't think it's good. So anyway. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take care of the the dealers first from with the yeah. with their stock uh, from that side of things. So, and my other thing is, uh, you know, let's, 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 we can kind of talk about that, I guess, for a little bit. Is that right now with the uh, volume that we do, 
got uh, somebody playing with stuff over here. So <laughs> with the volume of, screwed up? Uh, I bet we're still on. Just have them. Uh, we're on live. I know that for a fact. But see if they can see the the. Uh, okay, camera. someone was messing with the, with the connection on the computer, <laughs> and all of a sudden our screen went blank. So just text us and see. Uh, can or, everybody still see us on on yeah. Facebook? Of course, I guess I can get on here and. Uh, but uh, anyways, the the where I was headed with this is with the volume that we purchase on our oil and our filter and things like that, you can come in, walk into our parts department and pay less for an air filter or a wiper blade or oil and filter than you would if you went down to a parts house and got it locally. Uh, you know, which is, which is crazy. Um, says we can hear you, but the screen's frozen. So let's see. Mine's going to be this one here. Oh. Way to go, Josh. I can't believe you did here. that. But uh, yeah, the uh, from from that side of it, everybody always has the, the misconception that the dealer is way more. And that's not the that's not the case um, by any means. Yeah. So there we go. Now let's flip back to that and see what. Uh, so there, there we go. go. I can't yeah, believe he's messing those connections, Josh. Okay, so <laughs> wasn't Josh? It was me. <laughs> I'm tying his hands behind his back, but I think we're we're back live now. But yeah, everybody always has a misconception that the dealer is so much more uh, expensive, uh, you know. Than but you take like Jordan's situation where he bought a couple different coils and put on there, and you know, not to mention the headache, the time, the labor. Uh, to go through and, and change that stuff as opposed to just doing it right the first time and being done with it. Uh, so are there going to be situations or scenarios where, yeah, it's a little more expensive uh, initially, but long-term, if you're putting a better product on and it's going to last longer, you know, what's the, I, I don't know, everybody wants to look at dollars spent right then as opposed to long-term. Yeah. The value of it. So long -term. now here I will, I will go back though, Josh, I will tell you though, back when I was running the parts house in Halstead for my good old buddy, Don Davison, it taught me a lot in the parts business and everything else too. At that time, back in the eighties, the aftermarket was out there building sometimes a better part to put on your car today. My opinion is the aftermarket world is out there to get that customer to spend a cheaper dollar. So you know, that, and also when they're manufacturing a part, if they can modify it a little bit one way or the other and fit multiple things and not have to carry as many parts on a shelf, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, and when the manufacturer builds a part, they have specifications that they have to meet, especially brake parts. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that, they've got certain criteria, you know, stopping distances and, yep. and, you know, uh, a, a lot of that they have to meet that the aftermarket world don't, does yeah. not have to meet. And I don't know about you, but I sure don't want to have a, a brake part on my car that hasn't been through the testing and everything else like that, that I'm going to trust my family in being stopped. Will it work in day-to-day -day operations? Does. Certainly. But in but a panic situation, I sure I want that chance. When you really need it, does it work? No. <laughs> like, that's the... And I got a couple of questions coming through on the chat side. And uh, Dustin Frenia, any idea what's going on with our electric folding running boards? I have a 21 Expedition, and the driver's side has a mind of its own. I've cleaned the debris from the motor and portion it and helped for a little bit, but still acts up. Ford has have an answer for this. What I'm hearing, it's happening often with these electric boards. Uh, first thing is, Josh, uh, quote me if I'm wrong here, whatever, but isn't there a special lubricant that Ford has to lubricate those hinge pins 
on those boards uh, to make them work correctly and stuff because you can't just use any old silicone or WD-40 or whatever because that just collects more debris. So yeah. is there a special lubricant that Ford's come up with to put on that? So so definitely, you know, a lot of people think lubrication. They think uh, WD-40. They think, uh, you know, a penetrating oil, uh, things like that. But uh, in those locations, that is the absolute worst place to use any type of oil-based lubricant because uh, all that – it works great. Uh, initially, but all it does is put more uh, dust and contaminants and stuff in that hinge long term because that oil is, you know, just uh, attracts that stuff. Uh, and with it being the location of it down there, I mean, it's right, right behind the tires, uh, right behind the fender wells, and you're kicking up dust, you're kicking up road debris road debris and grime and you know rainwater with uh with dirt in it and, and things like that and basically injecting it right into the hinges um and so there is a a technical service bulletin out for clean the the hinge portion of that to to clean that very thorough uh, there's a couple of approved lubrications um for that a lot of them are like a um, uh, graphite type lubrication so it's a dry non-oily uh lubricant uh that they're that they're using in them um you know in, in doing that so the the main reason that that board will come up and then turn around and go right back down or vice versa come out and you know maybe not go all the way up and turn around and go right back up is there's limits on those motors and basically anytime that it sees any type of resistance it stops operating it and runs it back the other way well it's basically self-preservation on that motor so it's wanting to not uh not burn up the motor or not uh, break the motor by doing that and uh you know if you live on a dirt road or uh have a, a lot of road grime and debris uh those hinges get dirty you know and that's not not really the the board's fault it's not really the motor's fault it's an outside source that uh that's done that and it's just a matter of keeping them uh lubricated properly and clean you know uh from that side to make them operate the best so any dustin i know that uh how you take care of your vehicles and stuff like that too but if you want to get some of that lubricant and do it yourself if you want to bring that expedition up to us we'll gladly help you with some of that and fix that board and take care of it for you so anyway rex Drigo having trouble getting certain motor oils like rotella i mean i don't know how we're doing but i think we're doing okay so far uh, Ford's done a good job keeping our oils coming to us and all that kind of thing. I know BG has been fighting a few different chemicals, things they can't get with the supply chain, but they, they still are keeping a demand pretty good with the demand they have to keep things going. But I don't know, Josh, what are you seeing? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this was really the first time, uh, I, I want to say here about maybe a month ago, that the uh, our supplier of, of Motorcraft Oil came to us and said, you know, hey, uh, we've got a span here of about four of about four months and i'm going to say we're probably uh two months into this four month uh deal where uh they were actually limited to the volume of oil that they could take um now with the volume that we do uh we're a very large uh, uh customer of theirs and so he says you know hey i'm going to ensure that that you're taken care of from that side of it um and I don't believe it's going to be an issue, but uh, what I've seen out of all of the supply, the one that was really the, uh, I'd say, closest to the, 
the one that made me feel closest uh, of uncomfortable would be diesel oil um, from that side of it. But, uh, you know, like I said, we've, we've been working uh, with our supplier to ensure that we're able to, to maintain and do because the last thing I want to do is have to change brands or, or uh, uh, you know, put a, a less lesser product in for our customers. But, um, you know, so far, and, and this is something that's been going on and you hear say about it uh, uh, a lot, you know, I, I can think of a lot of things previously that, that uh you hear a lot of uh, low product or low stock. One of the things uh, was DEF fluid. You know, I've heard that quite a while back and then, you know, looked into it. And I mean, there's no no shortage on uh, DEF fluid from that side. I've heard things. the same and thing. So, I, I heard a deal. I was listening to the radio the other day. And they were talking about the chain, uh, the trains, which is what, that's kind of what we're fighting with some of these F-150s, getting them out of Dearborn. They're saying there's a ch- rail car shortage. But uh, the, I heard a deal on the radio. Josh was talking about death fluid that's coming out. Of, don't quote me again. I think it was China. But the rail car companies have finally have said we can only haul so much. And that's yeah. it because of what we've got going on and everything else, too. So, uh, you know, I don't know what you believe in the news today, what's true, what's accurate, who you trust, who you don't trust, uh, who's stretching the truth, who's doing what. You know, you see, you see different advertisements on Facebook and everywhere else. And I don't, you got to be careful, I think, what you look at and what you believe and everything else, too. But uh I think where we're at in this world is we're we're stocking enough to get us by. We don't have a whole bunch of stock still sitting on the shelf. It's kind of like our new car inventory. Yeah, I don't have any. Well, and I think too the other side of it as a consumer is uh, if all, more people had the mindset of uh, buy what you need instead of buying in bulk because you think there's a shortage, you know, that obviously doesn't help a situation if they're low on something and then everybody rushes out and buys a bunch more of it. And, you know, uh, right, wrong, or any different, uh, there may be some of that happening on the, the, uh, sales side or manufacturing side is that, you know, Hey, this is in low supply. You better get two instead of just one, you know, uh, uh, which I, I hate to even think of it on that side of things, but I'm sure it's happening. You I'm know. sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure it is there too. You want to sell more product, tell everybody you're out of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's just it. I, I mean, I want to get everybody their vehicles they've got ordered. I want to get them. And, uh, you know, the other day says, you know, you represent Ford. Yeah, I do, but I can't control what Ford does. I can't control what Ford's suppliers go get for them and give them enough parts to build their trucks Yeah. or build their cars or their SUVs, whatever it is that they're trying to build. And, you know, I keep seeing all the different bullets come from Ford where these, these, uh, manufacturers these suppliers just can't supply what ford needs uh so you know it's it's one of those deals i think it's like i told this gentleman the other day i said you must not understand what's going on in the supply chain world right now this is not fun for anybody yeah. uh from that standpoint and uh you know it's it's going to be a new norm for a while as we move forward in the supply chain to get it all ramped back up again and get going it's going to take a little bit of time and everybody's got to be patient and understand you're going to going to be a little bit of a wait for certain certain items and certain things and stuff like that too so anyway josh been a great morning great yep. calls everybody lots of, lots of watchers and listeners good questions coming across on the chat line so hey everybody this is a great show it's a call-in show we love to take your calls and everything else too love the things that are happening on that stand of the point that's what this show is all about is to help you understand your car better understand what's going on in the automobile world better and like i said to get on the news who you can trust whatever i promise you everything we're coming out of our mouths you can trust and know that it's truth and factual and we're here to help you maintain your car take care of your car do what we can to get us through this rough and tough old time we're in in this whole world with the supply chain 
anything else and you know what we'll wake up someday and it's finally going to be over but who knows who knows when that will be <clears throat> so hey real quick uh we need to thank our three sponsors help us do the beat the heat oh week. yeah beat, a reminder yeah, of that reminder one more time beat the heat second annual beat the heat next friday at kansas international dragway uh wichita pd uh, the sheriff's department is going to be there. We're trying to get the highway patrol there. We have sent emails out to all the local police departments inviting them to come. So maybe they'll just show up. If you don't want to race, just bring your cars out and, and interact with everybody. It was a great time last year. Uh, so we're going to have a lot more fun. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Officer Cruz is going to have a little surprise up his sleeve because uh, he doesn't want to get beat. He got beat pretty bad last year. <laughs> and he doesn't want to have that happen. So next Friday, beat the heat. Out of Kansas International Dragway, we'll be out there with our bells on to help everybody have fun. No one knows how to throw a party like we do and an event like we do, and you don't want to miss it. You want to join up and uh, get signed up because there's all kinds of prizes and everything else, too, to help have some fun and everything else out there at Kansas International Dragway. Next Friday, gates open at 6, races starting at 7, and let's see who can beat the heat. There we go. And everything else, too. So, anyway, real quick, our sponsors, Big Corner Karate for all your advertising needs. Not just a advertising company. It's a complete, full advertising company. to help your company do a web page, Google, design, uh, Google advertising, uh, any kind of thing you need to advertise your business. Vehicle wraps, anything you need there, too. Race car wraps, window tint. As they say, just Google us. BG products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mulholland Ford. Again, I started using these products back in 1987. Yeah, they're on my race car because we have a great partnership with those guys. We give them vehicles to do all kinds of things to test and keep their products up to date. And uh, we sell their products in and out of here because they are good products and they do great things for your car. Hey, don't forget it's summertime. You're needing a rental car or something like that. Our rental fleet is a little tight this year because of the supply chain. But we do have plenty of 12 and 15 passenger vans. Give Stan a call right inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Everybody have a great Saturday and we'll talk to you next Saturday.